Howdy hobos. Can you believe it's been over a year since we last got together to sit around the virtual campfire to share energy? I don't know how it happened, but somehow it did. But the good news is we're here and it's now and it's finally happening. My name is Mark, by the way. I'll be your camp host. Welcome back to Hobo Safe Camp. I'm sorry that it took so long, but I'm not sure if you've noticed, the world has kind of gone crazy. I was hoping that eventually this craziness would end and we could get back to normal, but it seems like every time we get past one crazy moment, another one comes right up behind it and takes its place. So I got tired of waiting for normalcy to return and decided to just do it myself. We're gonna get back to normal. The first step, back to the campfire. Get back to sharing stories of all the beautiful people I've met through the years. Get back to a narrative that centers around love and light. And as cheesy as that phrase has become, we're gonna do it. We're gonna get away from all this contention that's going on right now. So listen, I don't care what your political affiliations are. I don't care if you think this pandemic is real, planned, imaginary, or some sort of government psyops program. I don't care if you wear a mask. I don't care if you're vaccinated or not. None of it matters. None of it's welcome here at the virtual campfire. The only thing that matters here is unity. We all get along here. So let's get to it. Let's get along. Let's start this thing off. Let's get back to it. There's no time like the present. All right, you're in for a treat today, hobos. We are going to be joined around the virtual campfire by David George. David is an off-grid living cannabis advocate with an amazing love for life. You can also go back and listen to David when he joined us back in 2019, and he was dealing with some dark night of the soul shenanigans back on episode 46 of the virtual campfire. Uh, the easiest way to go back and do that is by going to um, SoundCloud and finding Open Lines Radio on SoundCloud. And from there, you can go to the playlist. Um, and then you can go to the, the virtual campfire playlist. Or even easier still, just go to at Hobo Safe Camp on Instagram, click the link in my bio, click the virtual campfire podcast link, and bam, right there. You're listening to it. And it's really, you should, it's really interesting to hear the transition to peace in David's voice. Also, be sure to follow David on Instagram at Green Mountain Off Grid and at New England Cannabis Journal. So what are we waiting for? Let's, let's do it. Let's get this thing going. All of you brilliant and radiant beings, do yourself a favor. Pick up the tin can telephone with its vibrating string stretched out across the globe from the top of a mountain in Vermont. Like literally he had to go to the top of the mountain to get reception. It, it was crazy. And that string goes out into the multiverse, wrapping around planets and satellites and swirling masses of light. And it comes back down here to earth and right into your beautiful ears. David, ramble on. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. Ain't got no one to love me. No place to call my home. Yeah, so are you still living in your, you're still off-gridding in your tiny house? I'm, I'm still off-gridding. 
I I absolutely love it. Like I love it so much that like if I stay at someone else's house that is larger or that's hooked up to the grid, I I just don't have a good time. Like it's the weirdest thing ever. It's like my little cave. It's like eight by ten feet, but it's like it's so cozy in there, especially like now when it's fourteen degrees outside. Um, it, it's freaking cold up here, um, but it's just amazing. Like living off grid and like having that connection to the environment that you're around and like sharing and living in has just been amazing. Like all the animals around me, like know me and, and my little dog and they all like come out and they're totally fine with us hanging out with them. It's, it's just incredible. And the people up here are just am amazing people. The best people I've ever met in my life. That's cool. There's part of me that's jealous and there's part of me that, uh, it's glad I'm not in minus 14 degree weather. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely like a price you have to pay if you like live up in the Northeast. Like the summers are incredible, but you gotta, yeah, just deal with the wintertime and be able to deal with the, the cold. But it definitely keeps a lot of people away, I've found. I don't know if I don't know if you've ever seen it since you're you're off grid, but there's this television television show on National Geographic called um life below zero and it's all takes place with all these different people living up in alaska and i watch it and they're talking about what they have to do for the winter and i'm just like no you don't have to do that you just have to move <laughs> i that show is so good mark like i i love how they put the temperature on the screen to let you know just how cold it is yeah i yeah, I, I, I binge it every time it's on <laughs> it's, it's so good you just can't stop watching it's like there's just so much that has to be done on like a minute by minute basis. Like when you're off off grid, and that there's like it's 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 great because there's no time, there's not really any downtime, which is something I've discovered that is kind of good for me. Like <clears throat> I like being a, being a busybody a lot. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see how that's a thing. Yeah, and it, it, like watching that that life below zero show like it's definitely a thing with those guys too like there's that dude jesse on there with um the sled dog team and he's talked about it a uh -huh. bunch um just living off grid has just kept him out of trouble and stuff like that and it's definitely done the same for me not that i got in really any trouble but i've been close a couple times you know with herb and stuff like that yeah. um yeah yeah well that so so what are you so what else like it's been four four years or so since we talked like what what have you been up to what have you learned about life that yeah i don't know like, you, like you've been through a lot like i i think the last time we were talking you had either just gotten married or you were about to get married and yep and i don't even know what's going on since then so i don't know what you want to talk about and what you don't but the floor is yours yeah you you got it man i really appreciate it i'm 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 down to talk about anything i'm an open book um yeah like i just uh i married um a woman a, an incredible woman from south africa and um unfortunately it just it just didn't work out um it was just uh like we're definitely soulmates and i haven't talked to her in a, in a long time though um but that's okay but um like it was really good like i was um just super happy that we got to meet and she got to come over here to the states and we got to go through getting married you know in a we got married in a town hall in the basement it was it was pretty classy um nice. and, 
<laughs> we were supposed to be up in like the, the courtroom area, I remember, but there was like um some meeting in there with a bunch of five O's, so we had to go in the basement. Um but um it like it was really good. Like she has she had never seen snow before or cold weather, so she got to experience all of that, which was really cool to see and be around. Um and she she was able to be here on this like a a B2 visa, a work visa, which wasn't ideal. Um so the last time she had to leave the country and came back in, she got like accosted by the TSA people um, or the border patrol people, whoever you call them. Like, you can't be coming in here on this visa every six months. And we tried to do the green card, but um, at the time it was just, the process was so long to get it done that it just didn't make sense. And so we just decided to um, part ways, you know, as lovers and just continue to support each other and all that stuff um that makes sense but like i've been on such like since i last talked to you i've been on like a like, like an incredible self-discovery journey that like i i haven't experienced like any other time in my life and it's been like really cool like i've had the opportunity up here to kind of just completely stop um and focus on like, like my needs and what i need to do to take care of myself which for some reason like being 45 now i haven't really had any time to do that um and i just learned like what i want you know what i'm passionate about and what i'm not passionate about and it's just like like the biggest thing i've discovered and this is just recently but like i've, I've been like trying to like stay in like other people's lanes um that they created instead of just making my own lane and driving down it and what, like, what do you mean by that? Like, I think like, like, like everyone on this planet has like something that they're like extremely good at um, and they're passionate about and they love. And I think a lot of those times, those people aren't like when they go to their, their day jobs, they're not participating in their passion. They're participating in someone else's passion um, instead of figuring out their passion and, and how they can follow that to make that whatever they want to make it. Um, and like, I just started this New England Cannabis Journal about a, less, a, a little bit over a month ago. And like, I've been wanting to do something like this for years and years. Um, and, and I always thought that like, I had to wait to get asked to be on a, like a podcast and talk about herb um, the way I want to hear it or something like that. And it turns out I didn't, I just had to like have the courage in myself to know that I know what I'm talking about. And I love talking to other people and communicating with people. So, um, I just started this and it's been absolutely incredible. The response from people, like I'm barely sleeping. Like I'm so like happy and like I'm working 24 seven and I am, I've never been happier because like, I'm so dialed. It feels like I'm so dialed into my passion and what I'm doing right now that kind of everything else just doesn't exist. Like I have, it's just unbelievable. Um, and I, 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 like I've heard CEOs of companies talk, talk about this. Like when you follow your passion, you know, work isn't work anymore. It's actually just, uh, um, love you're creating love all the time. Um, and put, right. like, it's just amazing. So like, I've just been having like 
epiphanies almost every day for the past months. And like, if I can just yeah relate one thing that I've learned since we last talked, it's just like you gotta you gotta have the courage in yourself to strike out on your own and make your your own lane because you know what you want to do, but those others around you might not. Um, so go after your passion and, and don't look back at all. Right, right. So, so this the New England, what is it? The, the Cannabis Journal. Exactly. Um, it's called the New England Cannabis Journal, and I started it's it. It's a podcast, or is it? What is it? So, um, it's it's going to be a podcast. We start recording next weekend. Um, I, I um, had to throw down a good chunk of change to get some recording equipment because I, I had none. Um, so I got um, a really nice Tascam field recorder and some large diaphragm microphones and everything. Um, there's a light set coming on the way. We have a, um, a really nice mirrorless camera that we're waiting on a lens for. So right now um, I'm doing re um, reviews, um, cannabis reviews. Um, for the just amazing growers up here in uh, New England and Vermont um, and building a base with that. And then that'll translate into a podcast and a website and a YouTube channel and probably a Patreon channel too, at some point. Nice. I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar with the Vermont laws, so I, I don't want you to incriminate yourself in any way, but are you, other than doing reviews, are you involved? in the cannabis industry or are you just a connoisseur or an enthusiast? Yeah, I would say like I'm a um, I'm a cannabis activist, but um, okay. like I would say first and foremost that that I'm a I'm a grower. Um, I've been growing since like I got my first seed in seventh grade from my cousin and um, I made a little grow box for it. Um, like there used to be this grow system called the Photron system. It was like an octagon with like two-way mirrors. This is like way back in the day. So I modeled it up my box after a Photron box and it worked. I got a male. Um, I harvested the seeds from that male and grew out a bunch of phenos um, the next year and picked out the strongest ones and crossed those together. And that was like eighth grade. And then... <clears throat> what really got me hooked on cannabis, like I wasn't even hooked enough before, but um, in 1997, I got diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, which um, basically like your intestines um, just turn into Swiss cheese and you start hemorrhaging, um, internal hemorrhaging. And um, so I discovered blood in my stool. I thought I had an STD because I was in college. I just went to college and I just hooked up with a girl and I was like, oh my God, I got an STD. <clears throat> I didn't know you could have, you know, this kind of reaction. So uh, like I was young and dumb, had no idea that I would even have something like I have. So I went to the doctor and they were like, you have ulcerative colitis. <clears throat> it's incurable. Um, you're going to be in pain for the rest of your life. Um, they were talking about if I had another flare up, they were going to have to take out 12 inches of my intestine and sew them back together. And that was a mandatory six month like hospital stay. And they also wanted me to go on Remicade, which was at the time, I'm hope it's dropped, but it was 30 grand a month for one treatment um, of an IV solution to help you with this disease. 
And I didn't even do that. I was like, what are you effing crazy? So my doctor was like, she, um, she was from Colorado. She like came out here and she was like, you need to start consuming cannabis on a daily basis and move to Colorado and get some Birkenstocks. There's none of this medicine's going to work. <laughs> and I was, this was 97. I was like a freshman in college and like prop 215 hadn't even gone through in California yet. So, um, I took her advice and I just started smoking herb like daily. I would wake and bake and do it at lunch and do it at nighttime. And in 2016, um, I had a colonoscopy and they couldn't even find that I've ever had ulcerative colitis. There's no, no sign that I ever even had it. It's totally gone. Wow. Um, and that's just from cannabis use. And my family, um, who I'm estranged from um, because of cannabis, my use of cannabis, um, my mom and my sister both have um, e either ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease. Crohn's disease is like a step up from ulcerative colitis. <clears throat> it's a little bit worse. And they continue to stay on the meds from, from the pharmaceutical companies and they haven't gotten any better. And um, yeah, and like I have, I'm totally fine. It's, it's just incredible what this plant will do. There's like, we haven't even begun to scratch the surface yet. But you're still estranged from your, like even in this day and age, they still have take issue with, with it? They do. Yeah, it's been, I haven't talked to them, um, I want to say in five years. And I know wow. I never, I'll never hear from them again. I know I won't. But like growing up, I always felt like an alien around them. Like I didn't feel, I felt adopted. I didn't feel like I was, that was my family at all. Um, and I knew that, that this day would come at some point where they'd just be like, you know, whatever, you're not our son anymore. And like to a lot of people, this might sound like, it, like I should be crying and breaking down right now. And <clears throat> I definitely did that like every day for a long time um, after it happened, like in 16 or 17. Um, and, but I got over it because one, like it made no sense for me to mourn the loss of people that I don't feel a connection with whatsoever um, or that I felt treated me the way I should have been treated um, in so many ways. But yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> I got on the side. Uh, well, well, no, I just, I just find it. Um, I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't because I come from a, a family that probably uh, also would take issue, probably not to the point where we would never talk again, but especially now just with all the research and everything coming out and then just seeing like, your own miraculous recovery you would think would be enough to um I, I don't know i just thought the stigma was gone a little bit more but yeah maybe, like maybe not. I, I would too like i think like <clears throat> i know with people like that with my parents and i've had some other people in my life that have taken issue. like a lot of people take issue with how much herb i smoke um and i can really give a fuck um because it's my medicine um, and I will continue to use it until the day I die. Um, but I think the, the schedule one, like title on it, like really freaks a lot of people out. Um, and they believe that it's honestly a schedule one drug because our federal government like puts it in that category, unfortunately. 
And I've heard it from from several people. They're like, it's a schedule one drug, David. I'm like, it's a it's plant medicine, you know, it, like it, it, the the nomenclature is gotten so twisted around to be on the side of you know whoever's throwing the bias out there that um i think this education solid education on this plant um is going to benefit the, the entire world in in the end i think well i saw um recently um cbd and cbda um having a, a strong effect in combating covid so i was I've kind of been hoping that that's something too that will help yeah loosen people's sphincters a little bit exactly that absolutely blew me away and um like i i remember posting um an article on that on the new england cannabis journal page and it got flagged by instagram because they said i was promoting um like false information and i like i wrote back and i said this is like a university study it's like confirmed <laughs> and and then they were like we're sorry we'll, we'll put it back up but yeah so that article is really interesting the, um they couldn't get thc um for that article because of the way the federal government has everything regulated right now with it so um like we don't even know like how what the like extra benefits of all the extra cannabinoids in thc would be if they tested it as as well oh you know what that's interesting because i didn't think of it like that i thought I thought, okay, well, it's the CBD, and I'm lucky because I take CBD every day. I take CBDA every night, right. and and I didn't even and I and I thought I never even think of the THC part not being part of it because they couldn't test it. Yeah, it, not it, that it, it wasn't there. Yeah, like there's all all these universities in this country. Um, they just they they can't legally test anything with like THC in it it's a it's, it's really a shame so like just like the benefits of of those two cannabinoids like there's god 80 to 100 cannabinoids in this plant it's just absolutely incredible um yeah I think in the next couple of years like hopefully in this country the fed will relax their their standpoint on this since the entire landscape is changing with us in this country right now these universities will be able to get thc and you know not be threatened if they do you know the only thing that worries me about uh loosening laws on thc is that it just means more taxation so mm. i kind of get leery when uh, they say they're going to loosen laws and make things legal yeah yeah that's a good point <clears throat> and then like also with that then like like the licensing and just the fees associated with starting up a cannabis business are are yeah. so through the roof that like I'm seeing like a lot of the high quality like growers um, just can't compete with the money that these gigantic warehouse weed right. are doing. So um, like I really want to just highlight everyone I can up here that's growing high quality organic or cocoa herb just to get like their their names out there because like I've smoked weed all over this planet and the herb that I'm smoking up here right now is absolutely blowing my mind. Like you gotta come out here, Mark, and we gotta have have a like a weekend out here. We can just blow a bunch. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But but you know what what happened out here in California 
is we had Prop 215, um, which was actually a pretty good thing. I mean, it was, everyone was fighting for legalization, but it was legal, if you, you know, medical. Definitely. Uh, and you could have a, a, a nonprofit collective and everyone, like the propaganda for, for legalization, where so many people were on board with, with legalizing cannabis out here, we just kept telling people, no, that's legalization doesn't mean free weed. It means more regulations, even more exactly. regulations and more taxations. And now you see people like Mike Tyson and these celebrities coming into the industry. There's, there are people who are still sitting in jail fighting the fight. For, you know, yep. for fighting the fight when this thing started and then now that it's legalized these these celebrities with more money than god just sweep in and yep. suddenly they just take over it's insane and Sorry they probably get a little passionate there but you touched no, the nerve. Dude, mark i freaking love it man no i love it like it's terrible like those guys like probably have never touched a plant when it was illegal back in the day or had anything to do with it then and it's all about the money grab for them and yep. it's it's shitty because like I said before, like the people that deserve their, their product in the stores, like they're not getting it in the stores because it's just unfortunate. Like, yeah, the Mike Tyson's. Um, and I love the Mike Tyson smokes weed. I think it's awesome. But like, I don't know. I just don't like his approach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and, and you know, that whole Tyson ranch and all these celebrities get in and it's not the medical aspect of it. They're, they're totally marketing to the recreational use exactly so that's another thing that's like i think i mean I, I get it if you want to have a recreational use be legal i think it should be but there should be still a medical you know you should be able to say we're medical only you know and I agree. help people exactly <laughs> exactly like that's what I, I really want to focus on just like just yeah the medical side and like how this plant is actually helping people on a daily basis um make it through like whatever they're going through like i haven't really found one thing that this plant won't help me with it's it's pretty <laughs> incredible um like like the biggest thing that i dealt with uh, with my ulcerative colitis was like stomach pain and not being able to eat and like smoking the joint like solved both of those problems every time and i know it's doing that for millions of people out there right now Right. Um, right. I want to. Well, I want to talk and, to all of them. And, you know, and I've just I've seen even with my own wife, she you know suffered from migraines her whole life. And oh yeah. Tw twelve years in California, she hasn't had a migraine in ten of them. You know? No <laughs> so, kidding, dude. That's fantastic. Yeah. So like, she used to be on some pretty hardcore shit. You know, triptans and you know stuff that wow. really messes you up in the long term. And mm -hmm. has, hasn't been on a prescription drug in a decade now. So it's like, wow. like I, I, I just can't understand the people that want to fight against yeah. it. But I guess there's some ingrained religious conservative stuff in there too. So <laughs> that exists yeah, in the world as well. <laughs> yes, it's all around us, man. <laughs> it's everywhere. We just have to somehow navigate it. Yeah. Well, I really wasn't planning on talking. I mean, I knew you were involved in it. I wasn't planning on talking about it because, like I say, my, my whole life is it. So I try to talk about other things when I'm not. You got it. We can talk clock, about but, it. But uh, no, no, I mean, we, but we, we went there. So that's, <laughs> that's cool, too. <laughs> I, don't, I, I obviously 
have some opinions as well. So it's nice to actually voice them to someone other than the same five people that I talked to. <laughs> Badass, Mark. We, you can voice them whatever you want, man. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this. You got it. Um, you're out there. You're off the grid. You're living in your little house, mm -hmm. freezing in the woods. So how are you? How are you eating? in the in the winter months are you growing your own food out there still do you have a greenhouse how are you so um yeah so in the summertime um when you walk out my door my garden is like 30 feet in front of my place um and so last year um i grew a, a bunch of herb i grew a bunch of tomatoes and um god what else cucumbers um like tons of kale different varieties and lettuce um, all the other herbs, like cooking herbs, um, and so and, and potatoes. So I have a huge like um, box of potatoes in my place, um, and then um, I dehydrate all my tomatoes uh, and I add those to pasta because they're like, if you haven't tried a dehydrated tomato, it's like like a sweet candy when it's done. It's like amazing. It just like pops in your mouth. You got to try it. It's so good. Just like you don't put anything on them. You just slice them up and put them in a dehydrator for, I don't know, 12 or 14 hours. And when you put them in pasta, like you will, you will die <clears throat> in love. Um, so um, in the wintertime, it's a lot easier on me because I don't have to worry about like getting ice and stuff for my cooler. So I can just keep all my frozen stuff outside. Like, uh, that makes sense. Which is really nice because um, all the bears are asleep and all the predators, since I have a dog, they don't really come around. So, um, so many people up here are self-sufficient like, on a level that should be on television. Um, that is just amazing. So, like, I have a bunch of friends that have chickens and I, I get eggs from them. Um, and they raise chickens and turkeys, lambs, cows um, for meat. Um, and a bunch of like venison as well from the deer. Um, so I'm eating really well, despite me living in an 80 square foot house. Um, I don't have running water inside, thank God, because um, it would be totally frozen right now. So meal prep takes a little bit longer, but it's kind of like, like a moving meditation. Um, so I, I super enjoy it. Um, but probably my favorite thing to eat right now is just like, a loaded baked potato with like sour cream and butter and cheese and like some A1 steak sauce. That, that's been oh, my go-to. Um, but in, but in, like in the summertime, it's incredible up here. The amount of fresh produce um, like everywhere is incredible. Like people just like give it to you because there's so much of it. Um, everyone grows um, vegetables in the summer. And it's just like, I don't know. It, I, I can't ever, I, I, I just can't imagine that life could get any better than what's going on here right now. Um, it's just amazing. Even with it being 14 degrees outside. <laughs> right. Right. Well, it's like, you t like I, I, I kind of joked about the, the cold and, and you don't have to live there, but I guess, you know, the summers are nice. I mean, I, I love it out there. Um, I need to, it's been, 20 years since i've been out there so we gotta change that get back out definitely yeah. in the summertime in the summertime <laughs> well you know my 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 daughter um just graduated from um 
Goddard College. Oh my gosh, she's already done with her stay there. Holy cow! Well, she yeah she well she's got her master's degree from there. That's and incredible. She yeah and and I got my master's degree from there in t- two thousand three, and so yes. I was so looking forward to going back, you know, for her graduation. But because of COVID and I got, they got a whole new administration, there's all kinds of politics going on there. They didn't okay. have a an in person. She didn't get to go to a single residency. The only time she's been there is when. <laughs> She went to uh, my graduation in 2003. Oh my so. <laughs> Holy cow. So I, so I was expecting to be up there um, in January, but it didn't happen. Yeah, I remember you, you mentioning that last time, and I can't believe how fast time goes by. Oh, my God. That's great. She's already done with that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, master's in sustainability. Really? So that's we'll, see, we'll see what dude, she does with her life. Yeah. That is so badass. You can get a degree in that. Oh my God, Mark. Yeah, it's new. Wow. It's new. It's the new Holy frontier. <laughs> Seriously, I, I, it is. Yeah, and 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 it's good. I, I mean, the thing with sustainability and, and is is companies are coming around to it because they're finally realizing that they can save money and they can use it for marketing. And it's sad mm-hmm. that it's come to that, but at least. Some things are changing. You know, at least they're finally, corporations are finally starting to see the benefit in, I know, whether or not they do it, you know, with all the things they advertise, it's another thing. Can you really trust a corporation? At least they're pretending to make an effort. Yeah, yeah. You know, at least it's a start. That's huge, man. That's that's a good start. Um, Hopefully there'll be some like watchdog group to to keep on them to make sure that they keep up up with it. So yeah, so I do need to get out there and we need to smoke some of your, your homegrown. Absolutely. Shop, like, shop Goddard, <laughs> we have to, Mark. Oh my God. You will, yeah. Yeah, we will have a, a fantastic time. And oh my God, that's I, I that's so cool that your daughter got that degree. I, I'm just in love that they have that option now. That's that's huge. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's like been maybe five years or so that they've had it. Impressive. And you can get it without stepping foot on campus. So there you go. There's no reason not to get one. <laughs> Jesus, man, times have changed. <laughs> yes. Yes. Unreal. Yep. And you know, I've got I've got a son living at home who's 18 and he's in his first year of college. And it's wow. half online and half in person, but it's just he's here a lot. <laughs> it's like, it's like man. Would you have to go to school? He's like, I'm in class right now. <laughs> oh my god, man! Damn it! So it's not all, it's not all good, you know. For, par- yeah. for parents who could be becoming empty nesters, they're not quite leaving the nest so quickly. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. My heart goes out to all of all the parents out there. Like I, I see them in stores sometimes, and they just look like they're they've run like five marathons in a row and just needed to be done. <laughs> Like yeah. I need well, I couldn't work. imagine having little kids in this. No, not at all. Oh my god! It, it seriously would be. Oh my god! <laughs> my god! <laughs> so, so that's good. And 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 you see, you sound well. Like you sound better than the last time we talked. So, I'm sure there. I'm sure there have been some some low moments that have have. Uh, been there but it sounds like you've learned from them and rebounded so that's good 
Yeah, th thank you very mu much, Mark. Yeah, like I haven't had really, I've only had one. I know the, the last time we talked, it was all about, I think, the dark night of my soul every night, kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so luckily, that's only happened like one time. Um, and that was when, when Katya uh, left. And obviously, that was, you know, a shitty situation to have your partner fly to a different continent that you can't even swim to or walk to. But yeah. Um, it is what it is. And like, I think life goes by so fast that, you know, any time you have with someone um, that you connect with, just cherish it. Cause you like, like this is cliche, but there's just, you know, there's no guarantees on, on when you're going to see someone again. Um, so make that time count when you're, when you're with them. Right. No, that's, that's cool. That's a good outlook. Um, and, and it sounds like you guys had some, some good times that it, it, like you know you left i'm you know i know her as well um really like i communicate i communicate with her about as much as i communicate with you you know we're instagram friends you know <laughs> totally it seems like both it seems like both of you have like like neither one of you at least took to instagram to trash the other one so you must have been adults and been cool and, and i think you both appreciated your time you had with each other it seems like and that's a cool yeah. thing. Yeah, it's a it's a really cool thing. Like I don't like meeting her at that time in my like I, like I I I firmly believe that like everyone you meet happens for a reason. And like definitely like she got she helped me get through some some tough times back in DC. Um and then I think hopefully I I kind of helped or supported her get through some tough times from South Africa. Um but yeah, like yeah, that, that that would have been terrible, and we definitely weren't even close to like trashing each other online. But like, I she has so many followers now; she's doing so good. I'm so happy for her. Um, like, I know that that's a dream, absolutely come true for her. So I'm I'm just stoked beyond belief that she made it a reality for herself. Yeah, that's cool. And then you, but you also are living the dream. <laughs> I, I am. Like you're you're living you're living a dream that like most pro probably 95 percent of men or even all people maybe not all people at least men in america are jealous of like it's like like you live that like you've you've done that thing that has, everybody wants to do that but nobody has the balls to like take that step to do it you know myself included it's like i i would love to i, I don't know it's the same reason i get addicted to uh life below zero and <laughs> i think you don't have to live that way but I only say that because it's like, man, that would be so cool to just like how, how if I could have just made one or two different choices earlier in life, who knows what would have happened? But it's like <laughs> it's it's cool to see that there are is really a lot, real person out there. It's not on TV that's doing it. You know? <laughs> I so appreciate that, Mark. It's like like I like anyone that wants to live off grid or do this, like I'm like I I fully support them and like they they should definitely at least try it like even for a weekend you know go rent an airbnb off-grid spot somewhere if if you have one near you or give like give me a shout out and you, anyone that wants to experience off-grid can come stay with me for a while i'll be totally fine with that um but it's just it's such a rewarding lifestyle and i know it's it's be careful what you throw out there yeah seriously <laughs> 
good point. <laughs> hit, hit me up on DM and we'll talk to anyone that's <laughs> I live in an 8 by 10 so you'd be bunking in my place with me and a dog, but if that's what you're cool with me. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, go for it. Where, where, exactly, where exactly are you from... Uh... You're you're somewhere between like Burlington and Montpelier, because yeah yeah. So I'm um about God, um an hour and a half maybe south of, of Montpelier, um okay. in the um upper valley is what this valley is called. And kind of on one side there's Dartmouth College, um on the New Hampshire side, and then the valley goes all up up through um, uh, Vermont from here. Um, but it's like the middle of nowhere. Um, like I'm on a dirt road. Um, I, I work 11 miles away during my day job and I really don't see any cars on my way to work or coming home. It's um, just freaking awesome. Um, but I'm in the middle of nowhere. I have no cell service where I am at all. Um, yeah, but like I've never been happier in my life. Um, I urge everyone to move off grid as soon as possible. That's cool. That's beautiful country. I took a uh, I took a bus ride from uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, to Montpelier one winter. Oh, wow! It's just so cool that part of the country. Oh my god! Yeah, just the the mountains are so beautiful here. Like, like these mountains are are older than the Rocky Mountains. Um, they've just gotten compressed because they're so old, so they're not as you know eye popping or eye catching as the Rockies, but I, I I would take the Appalachian mountain chain over the Rockies any day. Uh, it's just it's funny. It's, when I was out there, um, I was out there, and uh, I'm I'm when I was living when I was there, I was living in Utah. I was from Salt Lake City. I was in Salt Lake City. Oh, that's right, right, right there in the, in the Rocky Mountains, on the Wasatch Front. But I was out there, and someone was talking about how you just go over those mountains right there. I was looking at them like. <laughs> Mountains. <laughs> mountains right there. I'm like, those are just rolling hills. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh my God. Oh my God. That, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> That's a hill, son. <laughs> <laughs> but you make a point that they're so much older. So, of course, they're worn down. Now, I wish I would have had some geography lessons back then. and would have uh, taken it all in differently it's just incredible i remember when i was kayaking a bunch um like the the granite um in great falls national park outside washington dc was dated at um 500 million years old um and that's just like right outside dc anyone can go check it out and touch the rock it's just um, incredible um in, just in, incredible i love rocks so much this, that's awesome Awesome. Well, this has been awesome. I, I'm I'm so glad we got a chance to catch up, and I'm glad you went to the top of the mountain to get service so we could make make it happen. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm really glad that I'm getting good good service up here. Um, and I'm so glad that we got to, to talk and catch up, man. Um, I love talking with you, and I hope that we always stay in touch, man. Yeah, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. And we'll talk again soon. Now that we know we have this uh, other connection, I'm sure. Definitely, yeah. Mark. I'm excited to see what you have going on there. So I'll I'll definitely have eyes on you. So <laughs> thank you so much. I'm I'm like just super excited to just 
put this stuff out there and see what happens with it. Um, it's, it's just an absolute honor to work with this plant. Um, and thank you very much for letting me talk about it. When my rambling days are over And my gambling days are through When my rambling days are over And my gambling days are through If you tell me that you love me I'll be coming back to you. To you. All right, right on.